podcast, uh, gentlemen, we are going to talk about, uh, you know, RPA and how it is solving business processes. And uh, along with me, I have Wilton Rogers III. So uh, I, I mean, Wilton, I heard and I read a lot of good things about you via podcast and your LinkedIn timeline. So would just like to have, you know, a short introduction from your end, like what you are into, maybe your career chronology in a very short a uh, couple of sentences, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a little bit about me. I'm just a serial entrepreneur. I'm a businessman, uh, first of all. And I just, I sort of got, uh, I found RPA back in 2017. And I, I, I found a, I saw how it worked and how it could really help businesses. So my approach mm-hmm. was to really see how I can, I can bring this down downstream and through years of trial and error, I was able to build a company that sort of supported um, pretty much anybody in the spec, anybody looking for RPA. We we we've done some development for anywhere from enterprise all the way to small businesses. So now we're really just trying to define our place in the space to really be a a real good uh, RPA service provider of many of many programs so and many software. So yeah, that's how I build my development team. Perfect. That sounds an uh, interesting journey. Like uh, I like the way you said that you found RP in 2017, and after that you stick to that particular technology because absolutely it is solving many business problems and challenges, which is which has been there from from long. So uh, just to give you a you know a short introduction about myself, like I'm Zelak. I have been associated with software since last six years, and primarily focusing on digital transformation initiatives. And that includes uh, technologies such as RPA, AI, data analytics, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, now, I mean, Wilton, everybody, I mean, you and me, we both know that RPA is a game, game changer, right? It's not a new thing. But from your standpoint, how it is like, you know, transforming the business processes? What are the key challenges that it is addressing? Yeah, great question. I think, you know, for us, what I've, what I've seen is the customer experience, right? So, you know, we see the game, we've seen it as a game changer or a transformation level more when the customer experience is, is good, um, that you get them to understand um, how it works. And, uh, every, but, you know, so everyone's different. Everyone's different and everybody thinks different, especially when it comes down to some kind of RPA or automation in general. So really trying to get the customer to understand it and then have them experience it. From that point on, we found we've seen that the execution of RPA has has exploded from that point on. Uh, absolutely makes sense. So uh, you you rightly mentioned about the you know processes and the adoption rate, but then there are a lot of roadblocks, right? When we talk about any new technology, I mean RPA is uh, not that so common for every business. So while while we're talking about adoption, I would like to understand like. What are the underlying factors that is, you know, a roadblock while uh, decision makers are taking uh, RPA into consideration when it comes to adoption? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people, what we're seeing, you know, from our experience, the education of the power of RPA is huge, right? So being educated on how it actually works Mm -hmm. will allow you to sort of, you know, adopted a lot easier. The ones that are not adopting aren't, aren't having the education or they lack the understanding of what it's capable, capable of doing, right? So they really don't have a clear picture on how it works. So the ones that are not adopting are not being, aren't, don't have enough education on RPA. They might've done some research and they heard about it and done a little bit 
of, you know, of, of looking into it, but haven't really sat down and understood how it can really, you know, work within their own environment. So, but those that have, have adapted to it, we're seeing, um, like I said, again, we're seeing some uh, instant growth. So you mean to say like uh, they need more of a consultative approach or maybe uh, some more education. Uh, so that's, that could be the, you know, uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that could be the deal breaker from so great. So uh, that is something we would like to, you know, uh, our, we would like our customers uh, to to understand when we talk about this now. And uh, uh, there are a lot of uh, talks between RPA and uh, intelligent automation or hyper automation. So are these all terms uh, connected or it is different in nature? How you, you know, uh, rate this all how you rate them or you put them all in one bucket or that all are a different classified terms what what's your opinion or take on this yeah that's a great question well you know yes intelligent automation hyper automation is is uh is, is a is a known word now right but people don't really understand understand how it's being used i think rpa is is a part of hyper automation of, of um, ia Right, but there's also like you know, artificial intelligence, machine learning, low code, no code, you know, different type of, of processes that use tasks, tasks, some task automation tools type things, right? So that's all hyper automation. But what we've done is that you know, knowing how a hyper automation works, and you want to take full advantage of it. What our clients are doing is we're actually automating everything first, finding all the tasks that are being manually done right now, and we're using RPA to automate that first. Once we automate it, now they have really a lot more time and understanding of how they can integrate AI, machine learning, all these different types of other automation applications. But RPA has been the key to allow them to do that because with RPA, you don't have to change anything up. All you got to do is follow the current logic that you're doing, Mm -hmm. using the same software and application that you're doing, and once we once we can automate all that and get that off your load, your your your, your mindset from that point on, you could you can start focusing on hyper automation. So it's I think RPA is just a sector of hyper automation, but RPA is probably the the one part that you need to implement right away so you can spend more time with the hyper automation. Uh, understood. So according to you, hyper automation stands at top, and uh, RPA lays the foundation for hyper automation down the line. Absolutely. That makes sense. Absolutely. And uh, uh, obviously, there are companies that have already adopted RPAs and uh, there are industries that is adopting down the line. So uh, since you have been a seasoned player in this business, what are the key uh, challenges or barriers that has been faced by companies while, you know, uh, while dealing uh, RPA projects or while adopting RPAs? I mean, uh, uh, do you have any uh, common challenges or common question from these from from SME or from medium size or large enterprises. Yeah, I think uh, you know most of the common challenge. Well, I start with the with the, the different processes. You know, different processes. You want to identify something that you can that that you know that you're going to do when you walk into your office. You know, you're doing this every single day or at least twice a few times a week. That that more than likely is automatable, right? Um, so for for us to identify that, it's real. Once they identify, it's really quick to to go to deployment. So, you know, I think to to be for us, we've seen the decision makers having to be involved with the main pro, with the main process. So, 
it could spread throughout the company a lot faster. And a lot of your enterprise and a lot of your, you know, even your SMEs, um, <laughs> they're, on the same, they're not on the same level. Some are, you know, they're educated. They, um, some of them are understand it, but the communication between them is not the same. So, you know, the lack of the lack of learning, a lack of, of the team, the, the, the total team understanding has limited, mm-hmm. has limited, has limited the oppor- opportunities for um, automation, um, you know, especially RPA. So, you know, identifying a, a process that can you can learn from right away when they what I mean by that is that you find a process that is manual. Just have that conversation and then work on a piece of that 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 process that can be automated. If you work on that one little piece that's, that, that can be automated, not only do you get to see how RPA works, but you yeah. also get to see, see how the ones building it can work with you, right? So it, it, it allows you to, to adapt to automation, adopt automation a lot faster and to deploy a lot sooner. So that's, that's a real, real big thing. But the education and communication, especially the higher you go, the more the more communication needs to be and the more education because not everybody's on the same level so i i hope that answers your question <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh, uh, i i could conclude this in a you know pretty simple way you have explained it uh, in a you know fairly manner but uh, if i have to conclude then i would say uh, according to you we need more synchronized approach whether it is about team or a department so that then and only then you can you know see more value while adopting rpa that's that's what i would say the clear message uh, absolutely very well so, put yes it's... and a tricky question like we all are talking about advantages of rpa but do you see any drawbacks disadvantages any minuses from rpa adoption <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, the 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 minuses again. You you talked about it earlier. Um, you know, not having the the the, the education or or consultant, especially mm-hmm. RPA service uh, service provider, to be able to walk you through the process. Um, that has been just a, a been a big um, delay for opportunities, a major delay. Um, because most people try to go do it themselves or try to figure out themselves and do a lot of research where all the research out there, it doesn't matter what type of company you are, you, you, mm-hmm. you are there's going to be different, it's going to be different processes and in there's in different and different si- size of the company. So it may not make sense for you directly. So understanding how RPA can de- implement from, can, can if, affect and, and um, help your company out in the right way. Talking to a consultant or talking to someone mm-hmm. that, that understands how to do it is, yep. is is the main thing. You have to do that. If you don't do that, there's going to there's going to definitely be a lot lot of mis- future mistakes and a lot of delays. Uh, all right. So, right partner or a right person is the key element when we talk about this. Absolutely. Uh, that that's what we got. And. Yes. Uh, now, like uh, down the line, what are the key trends that RPA is going to, you know, uh, witness in 2023? Like we are almost uh, about uh, to Q4 in, in 2022. So what are the key trends that you see in 2023 down the line? Yeah, well, the, the key trends I see right now is um, and where, where I'm seeing it is the um, is more resources, more educational resources. Right. So there's more education about RPA. Um, yeah. There's there's more opportunities for RPA, so we're seeing a 
a lot more people um, um, mm-hmm. focusing their time and energy into that. But what we're not, you know, in as far as, you know, the the trend, the service part of RPA, there's two parts, right? There's a software part and there's a service part. Yeah. The service, the service part, what we're seeing is once people understand it and mm-hmm. they start implementing it, it's growing internally fast, really, really fast. So the service part of, of the RPA industry is has already overtaken just the, the, the software part of it because people are doing a lot more implementation and the people are being smarter when it comes to software. They're not jumping on the first thing they see. They're trying to see how it can help them at the beginning to the end. So the education and the service part are probably the, the top the top trends we're seeing. Uh, all right. And uh, would you like, would you, would you, would you mind uh, naming a couple of industries where you see highest adoption of RPA? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're seeing a lot of uh, attraction and getting a lot of use cases you out of it. Uh, use cases out of it is on the accounting, financial industry, the banking industry, uh, mm-hmm. manufacturing, manufacturing and supply chain are pretty big for us as well. Uh, law offices, real estate, property management, real retail, something like things like that are big. Other big ones, and we're not doing a, a whole lot like 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 the others, like the other industries. But insurance, we have obviously, mm-hmm. and and. Uh, Healthcare, and the reason why is because there's so there's so much data. There's a lot of data manipulation there. There's a lot of people moving moving things from all over the place. So, and using old legacy systems, processes that have been in place for years and years and decades, and people are don't want to don't touch it. And so mm-hmm. we're like, okay, we don't we won't touch it. We'll just automate it for you now. So people are starting to we're starting to see more of those industries, um, um, you know, really explode. True. And uh, uh, before we wrap up, like, uh, is there any golden advice or maybe, you know, thumb rule that you would suggest or recommend to our audience uh, while, you know, successfully RPA implementation? Yeah, what I would recommend is that that businesses, what they need to do is really um, think about the approach before they attack it. There's going to be a lot of there's so many RPA softwares on the block now. People are coming out of the woodworks with, with different software and seeing what they can do. You have to really have a true understanding of what it can do for you now, but not only for now, but what you're going to be able to do in the future. What can this support you, what you want to do in the future without having to change your whole system up? Well, how change your whole software development and logic up. Right. So I think, you know, the advice is, you know, make sure that you are surrounded by knowledgeable people, knowledgeable people in the industry before Mm -hmm. you truly invest heavily into RPA. But when you do, invest heavily in RPA and you understand how to use it, your ROI is immediate. All right. So that's a point to consider. I mean, whenever you're talking about RPA implementation and uh, that that's, that's all about it. Like uh, we, we got a lot of good insights uh, from you, Wilton, and uh, it was pleasure hosting you and, uh, you know, absolutely delight to have some piece of advice from your end. And uh, we would love to talk to you in near future. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you.